and we had a manager that was constantly giving the 23 year old me money to go put on the horses and like before the game started. So I'm right. on BP catching bullpens, doing the pregame show, running over, betting the, the Quinella <laughs> on the one, three, and five, and getting back on yeah. the air for the game. Shut up and sit down. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, and Festival Foods. What's up, Wisconsin? From the Inside Wisconsin Studios, my name is Trevor Thomas. Back in the baby blue, look at that shirt, John Anderson. How are you, man? Let's go, Brewer. We are going to be Brewer centric in this edition, and so just so just so you're ready for it, right? Like I am, I am ready with some of my best Brewer gear for you uh, as yeah, the show develops. And we're going to have even better, as as I like to think of it, as the most talented Anderson in broadcasting on the program today, which is nice. <laughs> he is he brings it every single time we get him, and obviously you don't get him all the time. You Google Brian Anderson Brewers, and the very next thing that pops up said, "Where does where did Brian Anderson go?" Like we don't get him all the time anymore because he's that damn good. Yeah, in demand today, he's incredible. Uh, how long have you known B A J A? Just sort of, well, listen, I listen to him all the time, and I'm trying to think when we first met in person, which wasn't three or four years ago, I don't know, but I would send notes every once in a while. I had, you know, got a hold of his number to say, hey, you're really good, um, and, like, I like listening to you when we can on the radio, or excuse me, on the TV and that kind of thing, so um, uh, it, it, it's sort of a relationship that dates back a little ways, not 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 deep, Um uh, but that was in, in sort of a professional manner there. And then I've gotten to know him a little bit. Um, you know, the first time I was in his broadcast booth, I had gone to a Brewer game. I was just sitting down. I had really good seats, thanks to some connections. And he sent a guy down and said, hey, Brian would like to say hi to you in the booth. I'm like, he's working. He doesn't need me and my son. Forget it. He's, you know, so I kind of was like, he, he doesn't need me. I'm eating hot dogs. And he's up there, you know, trying to do a game. But he was insistent, and he couldn't have been nicer, and it was great. And, uh uh, listen, I just admire the guy. I think he is really uh, top shelf and top notch, and the Brewers have done well. They searched really long and hard when they were when they made that hire, and boy, did they knock it out of the park with Brian Anderson. I agree. We can't get to him fast enough. Joining us today on Inside Wisconsin, the Brewers TV play-by-play guy, Brian Anderson. Shut up and sit down. And so here he is, the Brewers television play-by-play guy most of the time, and then like for, I don't know, a dozen other sports, Brian Anderson. <laughs> I was making a grand entrance. I love yeah, it. that was nice. Totally was like, made oh. an entrance. <laughs> I look up, and I'm like, where'd he go? This isn't supposed to be this way. It's a small, small frame for us. Yeah, we'll fix that for you. Right. How are just, you, man? <laughs> I'm good. It's yeah, good to be with you guys. Man, I'm honored you guys asked. You know, I watch this all the time, so I've been – kind of waiting you know john said we're starting this podcast we'd love to have you on and that's been months ago so i thought he forgot about me well you know we started alphabetically no wait that doesn't work either (laughs) um (laughs) we knew you were busy between you know i think we call you we started up and you were in the throes of the ncaa tournament then you got you got playoffs and then you got baseball and like who can keep up with the schedule you've got right right you know good that's good transition there i 
I'm always available for you guys. It's been it's been a cool thing you're doing here, and I love shining a light on the great state of Wisconsin anytime. I, I wish I had some Wisconsin thing to wear. I'm sorry for that. I should have prepared better. Um, you guys are fully decked out in team uniforms. With yeah, I see John. You got your Daniel Vogelback shirt on. It's him, right? There he is. Doesn't that just look? I mean, it's remarkable. It looks just like him, and he's even wearing kind of pinstripes when he comes through there. Very nice. You got your bobblehead. Excellent. Yes, sir. Yes. Like Very I haven't man. looked, but like, what's Vogelback's? Uh, what's his steal count this year? I, I would guess it's maybe. Is he one? Like, there was there a double steal? Did he get caught in somewhere? Don't not that I remember, that. but you know he's had a bad hammy, so we're not asking. <laughs> sure, because <laughs> yeah. of the hammy, slowed a little bit, but yeah, it's like I've never seen. Right. We don't need to hold him on very closely. You know, the we analytics say it's not a great move right now, John. Goodness, so. did they? Did the analytics say that this team was going to be destroying the NL Central and get to thirty games above five hundred? Uh, it's been a remarkable run so far into yeah. September. So. Uh, the best run I've ever seen. You know, I've been this is my 15th year here. You've been a Brewer fan forever, and so you guys both know the history of this organization. And so they've never had a lead of 11 games um, ever in their franchise history. So the fact that uh, you have this big lead, you have this great talent, but you're also trying to get in a position where you can set up your rotation, um, maybe get some guys healthy. All arrows are pointing the right way, and uh, kudos to David Stearns and Matt Arnold in the front office and Craig Council. Uh, those guys, uh, from the front office perspective, had some great vision on some guys. And Craig Council continues to just kind of flip the script on everybody and every day, typically, and you just you never know how they're going to run a game. And I think um, all the managers that I talk to around the league, they all tell me, that they believe Craig Council is one of the hardest guys to manage against. And uh, what a testimony uh, to have that as your hometown guy who is such a such a cheeser at heart as well. It's a really <laughs> cool dynamic. Hey, you mentioned the history of the Brewers. It doesn't take you long to understand that things have been pretty good since B.A. joined the club in 2007. That's a good point. Uh, before that, not such a great run. Uh, but 2008 and now beyond, 15 years with Brian Anderson. So... Whatever unicorn horseshoe you have, leave it there because uh, well, it's going well for you. That's And, you know, this isn't my first organization that I've turned around significantly. <laughs> uh, I, I was with my first year on the air with the San Antonio Spurs was 1999, which, of course, was the year they won their first of five NBA titles. So, you know, I was there for the first four and I, I came here and had this whole philosophy and pretty much changed the the way the organization operates here um none of that is true <laughs> i have nothing to do with any of that but i've been very lucky to be a part of some winning teams both in my prior brewers life and in my current brewers life so it's been awesome i do see a lot of similarities though in how the organization is structured and a lot of people don't realize that david stern's was hired while Craig Council was already the manager. Craig Council was actually part of the interview process. So it's not quite the dynamic of Greg Popovich being head coach, but clearly running the organization. But there is a great connection between owner, GM, manager, or coach in the Spurs case. And I think that that's how organizations build franchises to win for sustained periods because there is no leverage with a head coach or a manager 
if you don't have that very tight knit uh, connectivity between your bosses all the way up to the owner. And that's what both organizations have. Those are the similarities. And it's uh, it's easy to see why they've been able to win because they're all on the same page. Uh, the council thing, too, is you talk about not only the connection above, uh, but the guys that you're in charge in the locker room. And we were lucky enough. We had Yelich on, uh, on the field after a game one Sunday. And I had mentioned sort of sometimes, you know, unorthodox and somehow he had managed to put this team uh, with a bunch of guys at the time, they were hitting like 210, and yet they were scoring runs, and he was you know, the masterful with his pitching staff. And he had said, listen, I told him, I've got whatever it is, seven years left in my contract, and he can't leave until that's over. Um, but, but so much of that is, right? I forget who the guy was uh, um, that said, you know, half of managing is keeping the, the 12 guys that like you away from the 12 guys that hate you or whatever. Right? But like he's kind of, he has that respect of the room, which is amazing what you yeah. can do when you have that kind of faith in the guy who's putting you out there every day or putting you in a pinch hitter or putting you in your different roles. It matters. And it, 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 it only gets to that point if these players know the structure of the organization that uh, that guy's not going to be gone if there are mistakes or if there it's controversy. Um, and it hasn't always been that case. So I think they know that the, 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 those who make decisions are well-connected. So you're not going to beat around that bush. You're not going to get back channel opportunities there. And, you know, a lot of this shows up in agents uh, with agents and, Hey, why is this guy not playing? Why is my guy not playing? Because of that connectivity, I do think it does resonate down. And he's earned that. He's a, you know, sure. council played. He's, he understands how hard the game is. He's great with the media. He's good deflecting from issues that, you know, because these players watch everything. They're digesting. There used to be a day when players were oblivious to anything <laughs> that was going on. But as a group, but not anymore. Uh, they, they absorb everything. They're watching all the pre- and post-game shows, all the interviews, uh, everything that shows up on social media. So councils just navigated that perfectly. And I don't know another manager in the big leagues that has as much equity as he does with a fan base either. You know, he, I don't ever even remember council getting booed. <laughs> right. Uh, I, and which is shocking because every manager I've ever known has gotten booed on some level. There are, there are pockets of criticism I'm sure out there, but for the most part, you know, he's got a total pulse on everything that, that is going on here. And that's, that's a good thing because he's really qualified and um, he's an excellent manager. Do you notice when you have to miss games, BA, that some of the greatest brewers moments seem to happen when you're not in the booth? Well, I mean, no, we no, talked no, about, no. we <laughs> talked about the guy Vogelbach, right? And this, this jack of a walk-off grand slam last week or the week prior, whatever it was. And you're like, Hey, uh, my guy, Jeff Levering, great call. And all I can think about was like, BA is pissed that no, he wasn't there. I'm not. I'm Where not. were you? You were in Boston or somewhere, weren't you? I was in Boston. I was yeah. in Boston. The only thing I ever worry about with that is a potential no hitter. That that's what scares me the most. And it's not like we have, I mean, Levering is fully capable of calling that as is LaPay and Craig Kishon. It's not that it's just, you know, I've called a few no hitters and, but obviously the Brewers haven't had one since 87 and I've never called a Brewer no hitter. And, and you know, Giovanni Gallardo was close a couple of times. And I remember Ben Sheets was close. And over the years, there've been guys that had taken no hitters. I remember Dave Bush had two outs in the ninth inning with a no hitter once. 
Um, so that's the only thing that bothers me. But no, man, when I'm gone, I'm able to totally be a fan. And I am a fan of the Brewers and I'm a fan of the organization. I put on my network hat and that's easy to do when I'm calling a Brewers game for national TV. But, you know, you, I'm invested in this organization and I, I know all these guys and I want them to succeed. So for me, it's almost it's the opposite. I get to enjoy these moments like a fan would as opposed to trying to keep it together as an announcer. Um, I was in the airport at Logan flying home uh, when that moment happened. And, you know, I've got my earbuds on. I'm watching the game on my phone and let out a big yelp. And so I, I'm all in uh, from the fan side of it. So, yes, awesome. I, the only thing is a no hitter. But I hear what you're saying, but none of it bothers me except a no hitter. It's amazing how quick uh, it, it can be to be an overnight success, isn't it? To suddenly like, hey, he's our guy, and now looking <laughs> on the national stage, and we're like, there's Brian, right? It, it's crazy how quick it goes. Who is this guy? Tw my agent calls me a 20 year overnight success. Yeah, all of us um, are. We, um, yeah, I never dreamed this big, you know, to do all this stuff. And, and honestly, I, I, it's not that I pursued, I pursued the Brewers heavily, but that was the last job I ever really pursued. Uh, everything else since I got the Brewers job has been uh, me receiving a phone call. I haven't produced a demo tape, you know, which I did every year, twice a year was <laughs> I got trauma, trauma about producing demo tapes because you put in all this work and you're trying to get the right yeah. pieces and is this going to work am i going to get and then you just get slammed no no thanks no thanks um we don't need you so for me uh all of this has come because of the brewers and and um you know really i thank cc sabathia every time i see him because if it's not for cc sabathia in 2008 which put the brewers on sports center with you john mm -hmm. but just about every night and my calls and you were responsible for that too you were playing a lot of the brewers calls the folks at turner sports they never even know who i am or hear my voice and all of a sudden cc's doing what he's doing and these calls are everywhere and it's like well who's that we don't know that voice or we don't know that name because i i had just i had just gotten to the big leagues in 07 you know i worked for golf channel i did nine years in the minor leagues in san antonio so because of cc sabathia we're page one all over the country in the sports world. And that year, 2008, Turner needed a play-by-play -play guy, and then they hired me to do the playoffs. And um, I, I tell CeCe every time I see him, man, <laughs> you, you changed the arc of my career. Um, but, yeah, I'm very blessed and th thankful, grateful. I never imagined this when I was sitting on those nine-hour bus rides from Tulsa to, to um, San Antonio that, you know, I would never be doing any of this. Um, but, you know, I've just kind of said yes at every level and just kind of kept going. And I never will leave the Brewers, though, as long as they'll have me. Matter of fact, I just, breaking news, I just signed a multi-year extension with the Brewers um, to stay here. I'm going to have to do fewer games, but um, I, I don't want to leave. And as long as they'll have me, I'll, I'll stay wow. part of it. I, I'd be a fan anyway. I'd be like you, John. You know, I would have be a season ticket holder, and I would – go to games i'm not leaving the city um so i just bought a condo in the third ward which i'm sitting in right now so we're, we're here man we love it that hey that's good news for all of us that that's terrific and, and well earned and congratulations and as someone who spent um not quite nine years but seven years around the texas league <laughs> whoo you know Ooh. hey we got a six game roadie in el paso which is terrific 
<laughs> or we're going to go to Arkansas. Trev, you don't know this. Where we're going to play doubleheaders on Saturday because of the blue laws. We can't sell beer on Sunday. So we got to play right. two with the Arkansas Travelers. Or you get to go to lovely Shreveport to that Holiday Inn Express. Right? Like those, <laughs> and yet those are the times there is. I'm not sure it's quite as romantic as Bull Durham, but there are some things in there that, oh. you know, there it, life is not, a lot It's not less romantic. No. Uh, by the way, in Little Rock, I, the, the, my favorite minor league story in Little Rock we stayed at a hotel called the Markham Inn in Little Rock. It was $15 a night. <laughs> Maybe 20 rooms, I think. It had 40 rooms. Half the rooms did not have windows in them. They were on the interior. It was yeah. a dump. So, and it's I threw batting practice, too. I made $25 a game as a broadcaster, and I threw batting practice for $25 a day. So I threw two groups. And I've got a dollar a bag on the road to pull the <laughs> luggage off the bus. So I believe me, I didn't let the trainer who ran the travel, I didn't let him touch a bag. His name was Matt Wilson. I said, don't you dare touch a bag. I got every single bag. You were that's working a lot of bags, I, man. That's like a C-note, you know, that's 100 bags. I used to go and uh, I'd shake fly, fly balls on off days. I'd go out and, and just in Tulsa and play with these guys who were double-A guys. <laughs> and the first summer I'm there, because I'm just trying to kill time, I'm in the outfield with these two kids that are literally kids. Now I'm only like 22 or 23, uh, but they're just, they're just in the country. They don't speak any English. And this, I tell kids all the time, learn Spanish, right? Because it's amazing what you can do. So here are these two kids and we're, we're catching fly balls and they'll shoot them higher and higher. And now I start to drop them in and I understand the word muerta, right? Like they're telling me I'm going to get killed (laughs) if I stay out there longer. Yeah. Gringo. Right. And so, but it's Sammy Sosa and it's Juan Gonzalez. And I think if only wow. I had, if I had been able to speak Spanish to this guy, one's 18, one 19. Yes. Like, and make that relationship connection there, as opposed to just kind of, here's the funny guy that's once in a while running around in circles, yes. how different that would be. And I, I tell people like, there's nothing, especially those younger ones that, that you come in because the minor leagues are nothing but like, wow, I used to know you back when, right? Like wasn't Alex right. Cora San Antonio mission. He was a shortstop on the same team that Ron Renicky managed. And my brother was on that team. I actually <laughs> called his games in 1997. And I've been working, you know him well, Chris Singleton. So, yeah. so I helped Chris Singleton. He wanted to do some games. He's working with us. He played on the 97 Shreveport team that we played, ended up in the Texas League Championship again. So, yeah, I, I've known Alex since <laughs> that time, since 1997. Wow. And... Alex hired Ron Renicky as his bench coach because of that moment, that window in time when they got to know each other in the Dodger organization. It's crazy the connections when you do minor league baseball as long as I did, like um, just to make connections and know like, oh, wait, you were there then. And I remember that mm-hmm. ballpark at 15th and Yale in Tulsa. And sure. they had the horse track. They had the horse track right next door. Yeah. And we had a manager that was constantly giving the 23 year old me money to go put on the horses and like before the game started. So I'm right. on BP catching bullpens, doing the pregame show, running over, betting the, the Quinella <laughs> on the one, three and five and getting back on yeah. the air for the game. Like I know it sounds all cool and it, it does. We make it sound romantic. It was awesome, but it sucked. It was <laughs> awful. It was hot. Right. I was broke. My yeah. baby and a wife, and I'm just like, what am I doing with my life, man? What a oh. loser I am. 
You'd wait for the drillers to get home because I'm like, okay, at least I get fed at the ballpark, right? So you could eat there. Yeah. Or you'd wonder, like, how can this guy play? He's got 43 errors. And then you realize he's in El Paso, which is nothing but a rock pile for an infield. So nobody can feel <laughs> exactly. the ball in these, right? And Trevor, yeah. I guess, like, so like I'm saying is you guys down there in Appleton with the Timberwolves, you never had it so good. Like that. No, place, that's come sweet. On. That's sweet. Yeah. That's you get sweet. to go to Clintonville, Iowa or whatever. You're living, you're living high on the hog. <laughs> Is what I'm yeah, make that trip from uh, Tulsa to San Antonio and then have a game that night, rolling <laughs> in at 10 a.m., up all night. I used to – I couldn't sleep on the bus, man. So I would – our bus driver would nod off five times a trip. <laughs> and the bus would like – Everybody's like, whoa, what happened? Oh, Raul fell asleep again. So it was my job <laughs> to sit up there in the front row and, like, talk to Raul. Hey, Raul, how you doing? Good. You need a soda? No, I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's like one of my favorite uh, stories is this deer comes running across. We're coming from Midland to San Antonio in the middle of the night, and this deer just comes, like, scampering across. He slams on his brakes, this giant bus at 2 in the morning. Ah! <laughs> We're, like, almost the whole team's on there. We got, like, bonus babies. I mean, I don't even – we had, like – Paul Konerko was on that team. We got big-time players. He slammed on his brakes in the middle of the night, and John Shelby was the manager, and he wakes up. He's like, Raul, what are you doing? He goes, I saw a deer. He goes, how much do that deer weigh? I don't know, 50 pounds, 80 pounds? He goes, how much do this bus weigh? <laughs> Run over the deer. <laughs> it was great. It's, but that's what it was like, man. You were like, I, don't, I think I may die. I may die doing this job. Lightning bolt hit the foul pole in Midland. My headset went pew straight <laughs> off my head. Straight off my head. Uh, and now everything's a charter flight. Now charters and five star hotels. And it's ridiculous. Cars and pampered you know, like I'm, that. I'm embarrassed. Even oh my goodness, I can't even call the people I used to work with. Anyway, you're only. Did you have a question, Trevor? No, I, <laughs> yeah, just let me know when you guys are. Uh, this this is segment one, by the way. Okay, okay well, let's end segment done. one. Let's end segment one, and we'll come back for segment two. Who's in charge here, Trevor? Doing my best. We're back after this. We're still inside Wisconsin, I swear. Helpful critiques, ideas, great stories, people we should know, the great bar in your town, the fish fry you want to know, the fish boil, anything that you want to reach out to us with, we are happy. We are here. You can be the inputters. We're here to listen. Shut up and sit down. We're back inside Wisconsin with Brian Anderson, John Anderson, Trevor Thomas. Our top five list is coming, but yeah. uh, you have some not top fivers. So, I mean, today's list is kind of special. Right. So the top five list is my top five brewer hats that I own, not just the so, um, but just to give you a hint of like the selection we had to go through. Well, look, first right back here, right, is my Braves, Milwaukee Braves hat. We have the all-time worst brewer hat ever. Awful. Um, but, but I have one because, you know, I'm a loyal fan. This yeah. is for you. I'm trying to get some of these out of the way. You know, the I have booyah. the booyah. Yeah, That's we knew good. that one. Uh, I have a couple of these. That's for you. What do we got here? Hey, hey Green Bay Bullfrogs. That's got the, your froggies. The I'm Love always that. representing. Should always have it. I can go pre-Timberwolves. Are you ready? How many guys you know have an Appleton Foxes? Hat? Appleton Foxes. That's pretty special. Wow. Just How many hats you do you stick, think you own? You're going to stick just baseball caps or brewer yeah. caps? Just in general, like how many of these type of hats do you own? 
uh, hundreds. Wow, that's awesome. Hundreds, hundreds. So we'll get to those. We've got, believe me, and we've got a ways to go before we get to the top five. But we got a ways to go with Brian Anderson first. Shut up and sit down. And enter again with Brian Anderson. <clears throat> Trevor Thomas here on Inside Wisconsin after our uh, uh, reminiscing of the Texas League, which really, if you never get if you get a chance, go back. It's probably not the same now, but I know they've reconfigured the, the league. Now, I don't know if you get to go to Wichita as much as you used to. Uh, and the missions um, were the Dodgers, and now that's Tulsa. They've taken over the Dodgers AA franchise. Uh, but let's talk about Wisconsin and, and first big league players. Um, the, the Brewers have been great, and they've done it with – Unbelievable starting pitching, which we used to think was maybe sort of a weakness. And they've done it with uh, Christian Yelich just being kind of an everyday average player, not an MVP player. How, how are they piecing this thing together, Brian Anderson? Pitching is how they've done it. Uh, Willie Adamas has been a big part of it. We call it Willie Adamas Day if you watch Brewers <laughs> TV. But uh, May 22nd, they've been an unrecognizable offense compared to what they were the first two months of the season. Uh, Willie had a lot to do with it. It not only settled him, it settled Avi Garcia. They're very good friends. Adamas can become this larger-than-life presence. It's interesting how the, um, I don't know, it'd be a, sociolo a, sociolo a sociological experiment to understand how a guy can have a ripple effect because of a personality. But he would be the guy that I'd want to have that test done because um, it's been amazing. So he's really settled the offense. Um, it's helped Garcia get better. It's helped Arias get better. It's taken pressure off Yelich. Uh, Kane was out when all that was going down. He was injured, so he didn't feel that pressure. So I think there's a lot to that, but none of this happens without extraordinary pitching. The best pitching staff, top to bottom, that's ever been assembled in Brewer franchise history. We'll see how they perform in the postseason. But it is the best pitching staff you could you could have. Everybody's different in the bullpen. You've got the lockdown three. You got the big three in the rotation. But the other three, the ability to run a six man rotation and get this extra rest and have these guys fresh is because of their depth. And that's really the the underlying story is they have so much talent that they've been able to totally line this out where relievers never pitch more than two days in a row starters are on a six-man rotation now all of a sudden you're actually developing as the season is going you're not feeling that burden to be like cc sabathia and pitch on three days rest for six weeks um so all of that is part of the the depth of the organization and the, the success of the team and it's been a blast to watch too i mean there have been some seasons that are just difficult to turn on and watch for any extended period of time. Not this year. It's been different. I'm curious, B.A., we've been to the playoffs. We, listen to me, Brewers. Yeah, I'm just going to say we. Screw it. This is how Wisconsin does it. <laughs> Five times since you got here in 07, but only twice. Obviously, 81 and 82 were the only times before 2008. Do you have a game or maybe a set of games that really stand out to you since you've been here the last 15 years? Yeah, I mean, there are there are certain windows, like uh, the when you call on the first memory, you know, I think my first great memory, other than my first game, opening day of 2007, because that was just, for me, a dream come true. And I had already imagined, you know, for so many years about what it was like to be a big league announcer. And then I'd give it up on that dream. I went to the Golf Channel and just, I 
I didn't think I was ever going to do baseball. But that first day was one of my favorite memories. Uh, that was the day I ran into Vin Scully at the urinal. And I, he said, <laughs> you, you must be the new boy. Said, yes, sir, Mr. Scully. He goes, well, the job's great. It pays well and no heavy lifting as he's, <laughs> as he's at the urinal. Anyway, um, but I, I think 08 would be um, – would be one of the first memories. I think two two moments in that season, Ryan Braun hit a grand slam against the Pirates of Jesse Chavez. That moment actually uh, became an, an Apple iPod commercial, uh, which was kind of cool because I'm watching the World Series that year and all of a sudden an Apple commercial comes on and it's my voice. And I didn't get any money for that, John. I don't know. If that's something <laughs> Happens that a lot. Anyway, um, so that was one. Braun hit the home run in 08 um, against Bobby Howery of the Cubs on the last day of the year. CC Sabathia's moment. So there's a lot of 08 in there. But then through the years, you know, Yelich's MVP season, there was a moment when Yelich and Braun hit back-to-back homers I, um, that against the Cardinals. That was early in the season. That always kind of stands out. Um, um, so, yeah, those are probably, I think, the, the day they clinched when Ron Renicki was the manager in 11, um, that was a big moment because I had such a close relationship with Renicki from all those years back in the minor leagues. I was really happy for him. Um, and then, you know, Trevor Hoffman's 600 save would be the other one. Uh, that was, matter of fact, we just had that anniversary, September 7th of 2010, 11 years ago. Um, he was the first to the 600 save club. So those are probably like, you know, my favorite children. Uh, in the Brewers world, <laughs> that's awesome. And and chasing down the Cubs a few years ago was magnificent too. Of all the things to go yes. ahead and win the uh, your guy Carl ballpark. got to call that one sixty three. That actually burned me a little bit. So back to your <laughs> earlier question, Trevor. That became a national game, the tiebreaker. And man, we didn't get to do that game. And gosh, that that hurt. But you know, bastards. Uh, okay, so we, we, you've twice you've twice dropped uh, Vin Scully on us. We get it. You rub elbows with greatness. That's awesome. Uh, yes, I do. And, but, like yeah, you. but you sit every you sit most every day next to Bob Euchre, you know, or a booth apart. Like that's got to be separated by a wall and three yeah. security guards. Yes, but that's got to be a, an amazing thing over the fifteen years to have to sort of see that that show that persona. Uh, how's yes. he been uh, with you and 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 um, yeah, your role and 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 that relationship is great. You know, the best feeling in the world is kind of like when you feel the sting of that tranquilizer when you walk in his booth, <laughs> and then you wake up from that because they don't <laughs> want you in there. That's a great. Like, sure, you just you come back to consciousness. A freshness after already taken you out because you're not <laughs> supposed to be there. That's that's a great feeling. Uke's um, been awesome. Um, he didn't talk to me for six weeks, you know, when I first got the job. He, I went and introduced myself and, hey, I'm the new guy. He goes, I know who you are. Okay. <laughs> and then I left. And then I didn't talk to him for six weeks. And I did not scare to death of him, you know. I was, sure. Because I'm pretty good friends with Matt Vasquez. And Matt was, like, giving me the whole, hey, Bob Euchre, like, awesome dude. But there's some things you need to know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he didn't talk to me for six weeks. So we go, um, we go out. Um, we were in Miami. And I walked past him on the bus, and he goes, hey, you're a golfer. I said, yeah. He goes, well, we're, we're, we're playing golf tomorrow. You want to play golf tomorrow? I said, sure. He goes, can you get a setup somewhere? I said, sure. <laughs> so, so I, I, I called everybody. Like, feverishly calling all my friends. You know anybody in Miami? 
uh, Bob Francesco happened to be the head pro at this place, and we went and played in Euchre. Um, the first nine holes, I get detailed on the story because it totally changed our relationship, but the first nine holes, he told me everything. We talked about the organization, the history of the organization, who to who you can piss off, who you can't, uh, this is important, this guy was here, context for everything. It was unbelievable for nine holes. And then we'd get turned to the back nine. He goes, we're playing the head pro and the club champion at this golf club. And he goes, you know, I think we can take these guys. Because <laughs> I was playing pretty good back then. I'd come from golf channel. I was like a two handicap. He goes, I think we can take these guys. So uh, he's like, before I can even say sure, he goes, hey, we're going to take you two on. The old guy and the young guy, we're taking you two on. So we played them, and I played the nine holes of my life. I was like two under, wow. and we beat them. And thank God we beat them because Bob then immediately, like, the next day, hey, B.A., he can play. You, and we were best friends, you know, and we played a lot of golf and when he was still traveling. So I, I'm thankful that he took the time to let me know how it was, but I feel like if I would have sucked at golf that day right. – um, we would have never spoken again. And, and so we've had a great relationship and he's been really good. He's yelled at me many times. Um, there are some Yucca rules that are involved and, and I understand it. And I've never met anybody as famous, a, a world-class broadcaster. If you heard his call of the Vogelback Grand Slam, he's 87 years old in year 50, year 50 in the booth. Yeah. Never trained, never thinks about broadcasting, just does it totally on instincts. He's never taken any kind of broadcasting classes or anything. And he nailed that call so great. I mean, it was the it was flawless in its execution and power and punch and time and space and everything. It's like that's what we're all trying to get to as announcers. And he just does it because he is Bob Euchre. And um, he and Vin Scully – and Ernie Harwell, for me, that's like, mm -hmm. you know, the three greatest play-by-play, -play, baseball play-by-play -play announcers that have ever lived. And it's, a, it's an absolute honor to be around him every day and uh, to hear his humor. He's so funny. Oh. Uh, it just pours out of him, pours out of him. Even when he's not trying to be funny, he's funny. And, you know, it, it's, it's been like the coolest thing I could ever <laughs> dream of in my life to have – been able to ride on the four o'clock bus with Bob Euchre every day to the ballpark. Um, it's been awesome. So Euchre is incredibly unique, right, in his position, but so too are what I believe to be Wisconsin fans or just fans of the Milwaukee Brewers in, in general. There were 10 winning seasons from 1970 to 19 or to 2007 when you got here, and there's been nine winning seasons since. Mm -hmm. We're at the bottom of the payroll pretty much, but the, the fans show up in droves. For a guy that's a Texconsonite, as you call yourself, <laughs> right? Uh, how special is it to be following a team like this in a state, in a city like Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Yeah, it's a it's a big part of it. I didn't that wasn't <clears throat> I was just happy to get any major league job. So I would have adapted or adopted any team that hired me. But I'm so fortunate that this happened the way it did, because um, now that I've been in the business a while and I've seen other broadcasters take jobs in markets where it's not important or it's not nearly as important as it is here. Um, I, I'll never forget my first year. We we pull up to Wrigley Field kind of we're rolling down Sheffield we get off the bus and we enter into the right field uh gate and 
when I got off the bus, this is the first road trip I was ever on. I got off the bus. This is while Euchre is not speaking to me, by the way. <laughs> so I get off the bus. I'm totally, my self-esteem is all over the map. I get off the bus and some guy yells at me, go back to the golf channel. And I went, man, the level of passion you have to have <laughs> to know that this first year announcer was at the golf channel. <laughs> I said, this is awesome. This guy is like, he's, he's heckling me about my previous job. And I couldn't believe it. Like the level of, of study and preparation that these fans are doing just to throw barbs out, not to mention just being fans. Uh, that's when I knew, man, this is, this is special. Like this place is special. Um, when they started winning at that level, and, and now we start seeing three million fans come through then Miller Park. Wow! I mean, I've never felt that kind of like um, electricity in your body, that that energy coming through a building before. I've called a lot of events in a lot of different venues, but there's still nothing like a closed roof Miller Park now American Family Field. Um, there's a great, and then the tailgating scene. You know, you think the the whole. The whole town, the whole city's on fire when you drive up because there's smoke plumes coming up from all the tailgating. Um, and I, I'm telling you, man, I don't even know how to say it. I don't have the words. I should. But what I do every year is I bring a group of people from my hometown or from my past to Wisconsin. And I just did it this year with a bunch of my high school friends. And every one of them, when they leave, they go, this is off the charts. This place is crazy. I had no idea. I had no idea when I was growing up. I barely mm -hmm. could find Wisconsin on a map. But it's so good in so many ways just to live here, to work here, to be a part of the sports scene here. Um, you know, it's why we'll never leave, you know, as long as they'll have us. It, it's special, man. It, it's a special place. The music scene here. Summerfest is just blocks away uh, from where I am right now. The music scene, the golf scene. Everything that I never imagined would be amazing is amazing here. I, I, I grew up in the live music capital of the world, Austin, Texas. And, you know, I love music and I love everything like Wisconsin sports scene. But then there's this whole other cultural side of Wisconsin that nobody talks about or knows about until you experience it and live in it. And then you realize, like, this place is special. I don't know about you, John, like you've been you've lived elsewhere. But I feel like this is kind of Chicago in the 60s. <laughs> is what it feels like to me you know before it got crazy huge and traffic and it just feels right small still small townish but still big cityish. so give me something though that's wisconsin that still stumps you as a texan <laughs> the bubbler <laughs> okay sure. I, don't, I don't get the bubbler i can't say it i tried it just it's I, a bubbler i laugh every time i well, say it of course it is what else would you drink out of <laughs> a water fountain <laughs> no I'm with. I'm in. I'm in the bubbler. I don't like Cream City though. Where do you guys stand on? Uh, no, I don't get it either. I, I'm like, I don't wait. hear anybody using that ever. I feel you, like that. You guys know where where that comes from, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah, course. But who uses that? There's Did a you, lot of cream color. Right. Did but you ever say that. Cream City when you were growing up? Did you go? I'm no. from the Cream City. No. Nobody yeah. says that. I, yeah. I'm not sure. I I still would know where to find that on a map. Even and I'm not even been in protection. <laughs> I, I I totally feel like this was something that people from the outside came in. And go wait. It says here in Wikipedia that it's called the Cream City. Let's make every uniform cream, and let's say let's put it on. Let's just have a whole thing. It's a marketing thing. That'll it's like be great. Christmas. 
<laughs> I think we should probably wrap it yep. up with BA here as we get going because he's got a game to call right. later tonight. We're grateful oh, for his time. They always have we a are, game. Don't yeah, even I don't worry know what about that. They got. always have yeah. a game. That's fair. All Not right. Back to wrap it up with BA. Ryan Anderson from the Milwaukee Brewers. Ideas, great stories, people we should know, the great bar in your town, the fish fry you want to know, the fish boil, anything that you want to reach out to us with, we are happy, we are here. You can be the inputters. We're here to listen. Shut up and sit down. We're back inside Wisconsin in between segments with Brian Anderson of the Milwaukee Brewers. I cannot wait for this top five list. You texted me and said, we're going to do my top five favorite brewer hats. I mean, yeah. and you've got hundreds I own. and hundreds of hats that you own. And you've, right. you've teased on the show before that you have guys bring you back all-star caps from when they're going to get. Yeah. I can't wait for this. I literally have like one, by the way, J.A. That's this sad. is the 2018 postseason hat. Yeah, that's a bandwagon it. fan. That screams bandwagon Stop fan. Stop it. I and was told, there and I, I had before. to have it. But I told you before, right? Like the Brewers are my thing. That's that's where I'm at. Yes. So, uh, so we've showed right, you we some. We, we we've teased a little of what's going on there. Look, we haven't even begun to fight. In addition to the <laughs> Milwaukee Braves hat that we've got there, we've got some of these here. Uh, and these doesn't count the ones that I have in my office, which is another four or five. Um, wow. So let's see. We'll go quick through here. These are yeah. These are some of the um, uh, All Star caps, right? So you got are these that. honorable mentions or are these the yeah? Top these five? are honorable mentions. That's nice. Wow. We like that. This is good. Love that logo. Wow, By the way, yep. that's the old school logo because you can tell there's yep. a little white here and not yellow, which is on the new one. And then if you look at the striping on the baseball, it's just got one that goes through. The new one has two. This I kind of dug when they were in San Diego. Yeah. Right? That's kind of unique. Yeah, uh, that's unique. from when they were – these two were both for the All-Star game when they were in uh, Washington. Those are so those are honorable mention. Honorable mentions. Honorable right. mention. Then you just got to have some backups, right? Just in case you need some of the old <laughs> ones that are you have that you have. Yeah. All right. Those those the are not game used. These are backups. So here here we go. Top five. <laughs> old school spring training camp. Even though that MB logo was terrible, the spring training camp was awesome. Okay. How do we feel so about the that? State of Wisconsin. The M with the baseball. The gold. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that hat. That's a sweet hat. I remember number that. five. That's awesome. Okay. Number five. Okay, this is 1978. This is an original. Look how bad it is. The Roman Pro, that's an original 1978 wow. Brewer's cap. That's from my youth. I don't know. I don't dare put it on my head. I don't think it'll fit anymore, but that was my first <laughs> Brewer's cap under that, that yeah, logo. No, no beating that logo. That original no, that M and B. So then I have the most current one. I know it's not fitted. It's just, but that's the, 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 uh, uh, that's the Navy though, right? So that's the new one. Again, you can tell. So now we're all yellow in here and in the, in the different yeah. there. So yeah, this is different baseball, I think. This is oh, I what I wear basically all the time. This one's rarely yeah. off my head. If it's not You've this worn one, that show. oddly enough, I wear a St. Louis Blues cap. We have that. So this one, this is the old one. But look, this I like just because it's got some wear in it. Yeah. 1989, old school logo. As you can this see, is number that's, two. Uh, that's not white as it used to be. That, that's no. got some wear in it. So that's number There's two. That. And then the all-time favorite, strictly because of how much I've worn it. Like, look at how horrible this thing is. Oh, the sweat stains in that. Right? Like, so you can't give that up. Just Jeez. look at this disaster. Oh, my gosh. There it is. That is my that is my all-time favorite brewer hat. I'm not sure it's my favorite logo, but say. just in terms of all-time brewer hat, that thing has got in it days and days and days of wear on it. Do you still wear that? You do oh, still yeah. wear that. 
Look at that. Wow. Because it fits perfect. There's more right? salt in that than the ocean, it looks like. Oh, oh are you gosh. kidding? Like, you could wear this on a motorcycle ride as actually a, a, a helmet. That would work. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't need Bell or whatever. This thing could go, and it's right there. But look yeah, how beautiful that thing is. I think that M used to be white. Am I wrong? The whole that thing was... used to be blue and white, and I have no idea what it is now. <laughs> it's not but, those colors anymore. But that, that right is there impressive. is, you know, and that's how everybody's hat should look. It shouldn't look like this one we're trying. Right, it's trying, but right now that's just too nice. Still, We've got a little wear on it, but you know, yeah, it'll come. You know, these things don't happen overnight; they take years. That's awesome. Get a- and and every time you bring that out, I'm certain Tam goes, "Will you just get rid of that thing?" That old no, because you no. Know, usually, when I put it on, that means I'm going to do something useful that will benefit her. All right. The lawn's going to get mowed, or we're going. I'm going to hang uh, something in a garage, or I'm going to clean something up, or use a wheelbarrow. Uh, there's <laughs> usually <laughs> means there's something good that's going to happen. Oh man, that's outstanding. Well, that's yeah. that that is uh, I think our best top five list so far. Man, and the hats that you, the honorable mention hats that I are laying on the floor next to you. Jeez. I got extras. You know, you got one. If that goes away, you're bald. I have a couple. <laughs> Give me a break. I have this one. That's that postseason hat. And, of yeah. course, the, the one that okay. lives on the set here. All right. You got, you I mean, got two. And I've had more than that over you the years. Two. All of those are uh, either originals, the original, like glove and ball. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. think back to my childhood, by the way. I don't think I saw the M and the B in that logo till I was in my 30s. It was uh-huh. just – I just never saw it. Do you remember? I mean, maybe you saw it right away. Maybe I was. Yeah. Maybe that's just and then the Trevor original thing. one, the original hat was just a gold M that, you know, was there with Boomer Scott in 1970. I had one of those. I was at a brewer game. Uh-oh. I took it off for some reason while I was dressing my dog with secret stadium sauce. I don't know. I don't like I didn't take it off for reverence out of the secret stadium. And then I walked away and I left it there. Oh, we so I don't have uh, yeah. So I had the original one, which is but so uh, that's that'll be the next purchase I make when I when I when I uh, uh, go to Fanatics and start to pour it in. Maybe a listener or a viewer out there has one of those that they'd be willing to part with. We'll see. Got All right, I got it. I'll, that's I'll the hell of a list. Back to BA. Shut up and sit down. We are back inside Wisconsin. Trevor Thomas, John Anderson, and Brian Anderson, and there he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, BA, we've talked a lot about Wisconsin is a special place. You're from Texas though. And let's be honest, the climates are different. So, uh, what about Wisconsin winters? Do you love the most? We'll go there. That's a nothing. nothing. That's a nothing on it. You know what? Here's what I love about it. When, when we moved here, my daughter was in second grade. I love the fact that we, we had basements and we all just, it kind of bundled <laughs> us together and we sat by the fire and we watched it snow. We wondered if we were going to die because I'm looking out the window and I haven't lived in snow ever. And I go, this looks like the discovery channel outside. Is this, are we going to, what happened? Do we need to stock up on food oh, yeah. and goods? Sure. Uh, but I actually have come to love Wisconsin winters because I don't know. I just, I think it's in order to understand and feel and enjoy and uh, love the summers and the sun, you have to go through the part when it's taken away from you. So I don't know. I'm very philosophical about Wisconsin winters. There's no such thing as bad weather. I heard just bad clothing. Once I figured that out, I was good. 
Uh, you also talked a little bit about Wisconsin nostalgia and how the Brewers are our team. There was, I don't know, two, three years ago when we went back to the old, well, this hat, the old ball and glove hat, right? Yep. Um, when they relaunched that, Craig Council put out a, a video that said, we did this for you. I'm one of us and so on. I mean, how much do you feel that with as close connected as you are to the team? Because for a guy that grew up here, when this came back, I about lost it. it was yeah, that was, a, that was a great move. And uh, the, the, the whole strategy behind that and implementing all of the different logos into some of the uh, auxiliary logos that they have uh, was really cool idea. Yeah, I, I feel it. You know, I do. I do feel. I hate to say this because I don't want to. Um, I don't want to be presumptuous, but I do feel part of this culture and this community um, because of that, and because there is such a great connection to their teams here. And and I have that now too. I'm a huge Packers fan, huge Bucks fan, the Admirals, Wisconsin, Marquette. I'm all in. I want all those teams to succeed. So. Um, I do feel it. I think it's very similar to being a Texan. You know, we're pretty nationalistic down there in Texas. Everything's better in Texas. Um, and I do sense that in a much nicer, more polite way. <laughs> but I sense that in Wisconsin as well, that, you know, this is like we don't need everybody to we don't need you to enjoy Wisconsin. We don't need you to come give us praise. We're good the way we are. If you don't like it here, that's a reflection on you. It's kind of where I stand with it. You are the first Texan I've ever met that his lifelong goal isn't to go back to Texas in some way. No, I'm done with that. Yeah, you're the first. My family's there, but I don't – I'll visit, but I have no interest in living there, especially now. No chance. No, I love it here. All right, John, lightning round it up, man. Well, first I was going to say, between the old logo and the white Miller Lite can, Trevor's living his best life right now. He just never wants to leave. He just never wants to leave the house. I it's love that white Miller Lite can. I'm pissed off I don't have one back <laughs> well, here. I have what, a liney summer got, shandy. That's so it. you're telling me you've never had to wear this hat. Oh, yuck. That's a bad logo. That's the worst hat in the history of the world ever. Yeah. All right, Who do you yeah, think what? of? What player do you think of when you see that hat, uh, Jay? Jeff Cirillo, I do. What about Johnny? Who are you? None of them. It was. It was a. Uh, I don't know. Was Fernando Vini was Fernando Vini on that squad. Yeah, Richie yeah. Sexton, my former colleague Jeremy Burnitz, I think might have worn yes. that hat. He was on that. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Geez. I try. I'm trying to forget it. So, all right. <laughs> uh, so you met Euchre. Here's. We'll go quick. Uh, you ever met Hank Aaron? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Many times, right? um, like uh, being in the presence of the Pope. There's a picture in the press box at American Family Field of me and Rock and Hank Aaron. It's one of my favorite images ever, just to be able to sit with him. And uh, he came on the air with us all the time when he would come to town. Yep, that was a big loss. Uh, okay, so you've, you've named the, the ballpark, but I want how long did it take you to actually, so that you that uh, Miller Park does not come out of your mouth? You still have to think about it. Yes, every time I wrote it down, put it on a card, and there's a giant <laughs> sign in center field, and I literally look at it every day I'm on the air. <laughs> every day as i'm going to commercial i physically move my eyes from the monitor to the sign american family field right yes because yeah. i I've said miller park i heard euchre said it way more than me which made me feel better <laughs> but the first two months we had right. to put uh, five dollars in in a jar every time and i was i was losing everything swear jar <laughs> yeah. uh you you probably can have a favorite player but does your daughter uh madeline have a favorite brewer no, not a sports fan, really. 
but um, she, you know, she did like Ryan Braun. He was always really nice to her when she was ever around. She mm-hmm. also used to babysit Prince Fielder's kids, which is kind of funny. So, um, but no, my, I don't. Yeah, no favorites. No, no favorites come to mind. Give me the best uh, road broadcast booth. Road broadcast booth. Um, I would go with a tie, the Mets and the Giants. Mets okay. and Giants. City, uh, City and I'll give, I'll give the advantage to the Giants because Dwayne Kuyper and his brother Jeff, the producer, are Wisconsin guys. So they win. Yeah. Yeah, and quite frankly, once you get if you look past the outfield wall, the view's a lot better in San Francisco than it is in Queens. It's not even close. I lose, I lose, I lose perspective of the game. Our uh, PR director comes in often when we have a good inning that we've entertained him. Rock and I come in and say, "Hey, you guys are moving up to number three. (laughs) He he literally grades us on the Mets Giants scale. So. Jeez. What a jerk. What a jerk. <laughs> uh, give me the guy at Turner who's got the deepest pockets. Like You're like, he'll pick up dinner. Oh, Barkley, no question. Easy. Yeah. He's the best. He's the greatest. Never, I've never paid for anything. when I, I actually paid for golf once before he got there, uh, and he was really mad at me for a week. Really <laughs> mad. And, like, don't ever do that again. Right. Don't ever do Jeez. that again. This is my club. Right, no, and, which it's not. It's have not you ever the same? Because every time he sees my wife, he goes like, "What? Are you still hanging with this guy? What are you doing? You making <laughs> bad life choices, right?" I don't know if he does that to you, but he does it all the greatest, time. Like he's the greatest. Give me one a of break. The greatest human beings I've ever been around in my life. Uh, finally, you've been you've been in a press box. Have you ever been on a deer stand? Oh, sure. Okay. Good. Yeah, I've been, I've been snipe hunting. Have you been snipe hunting? Please, come on now. So did, Trevor, did you, Trevor, did you tip cows I too? One hundred percent, been snipe hunting, and I love that John has no clue what the hell that is. Yes, I do. I do. Trevor likes to th- he, Trevor thinks he's going to stumble on something I don't know, and that hasn't happened yet. And really trying though. Happen. God. Yeah, I grew up in Texas. Unfortunately, um, yeah. I mean, for the I'm not a hunter, but I grew up in an apartment. But uh, <laughs> my my hunting experience, uh, we were hunting coons, raccoons, yep. and I shot the coon out of the tree and. Apparently, you're not supposed to shoot him between the eyes, which I didn't know, because he fell down and then he there was no fight, and then the dogs were all mad at me <laughs> because they didn't get to wrestle with the raccoon. Uh, which maybe that has to be edited, but that that was the last time I went hunting. Yeah, snipe hunting, I'm in on it. Yeah, how about frog gigging, Trevor? You're a frog gig. That's a real that thing. One I don't know. Yeah, that's how you actually go hunt a frog if you want G- that. Gigging. Yeah, and then fry them up in the pan, as Boo Weekly would say. Give me the last thing is the last thing I want to know is uh, what's your favorite all time tavern of the game? <laughs> I think uh, I think they're all great. Gosh, I can't. You put me on the spot. I wish I had. I wish I had known this question was coming. There was <laughs> one that was. This is like very double entendre, and I can't remember the name. And it was just hearing Rock read it. I couldn't breathe, <laughs> and I can't remember what it is. Damn it! I'm gonna have to. You can text it in. I will think of it, and I will tweet a response. But it was something like, <laughs> hi, hard one, or something. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, by the way, that's unique, too, along with Euchre and the right, the oh. Tavern of the Game. I know people that will send me a text like, have you seen tonight's Tavern of the Game? They like It's, the, it's oh. one of the best things going. And everybody thinks Rock chooses those. So I constantly... <laughs> 
bust his chops about it. Like, hey, well, which one are you going with tonight? And then people are all mad because he's like, oh, you picked that one last week. We just had O'Connor walk. <laughs> <laughs> Literally last night he read it. Or the night oh. before, and B.A. goes, where'd you pick that one, Rock? <laughs> <laughs> he gets so much blowback for the tavern of the, oh, of the game man. because they think they're leaving him out. You know, it's <laughs> – classic so classic yeah. Hi, hey brother thanks for your time uh you are, you are a great listener as you know as people that sit around in this business where i am we get umpteen games a night and you get you get cynical and you just sit around waiting to look at things that you can nitpick and go that guy is terrible it's like watching umpires uh <laughs> there is never a complaint in sports center's newsroom when you come on uh, we will find the brewer feed first and foremost uh, you're you're great i hope you are here 50 years like you even if you don't want to be here. Um, but it's terrific. You represent us well. You're great to listen to on Turner and, and all the things and all the success you've had sort of shines well on us and the organization. Uh, congratulations. And uh, I'll never say anything bad about your golf channel work either. I thought it was great. I don't, I don't think we need to insult you about that. Some of my best good. work. I appreciate yeah. that, John. You guys appreciate being with you. And uh, keep, keep this going, man. This is a lot of fun. I think people are really digging it. Cheers, B.A. Thanks a lot. Go Brewers. All right, Trev. Yes, sir. Shut up and sit down. J.A., there is a song. I believe it's called Brewers Fever, right? right? Where it's the old school stuff. It's on YouTube. Look it up. I friggin' love the Brewers. They're on fire. Brian Anderson was unbelievable. That was great. Right. I, think, I think we should have J.A. and B.A. as uh, either A, co-hosts, and we're going to force you out. Hey. Uh, and you'll just be the guy that runs the whole operation, right? Be the sure. brains and the money behind the operation, which isn't a bad deal. Nobody will yell at you. Uh, or we might have to make two shows. Usually we go every two weeks. Maybe we cut something up and we send like a, a, a special, an EP edition, you know, for the week in between there. Cause he's just, he's just so good. And oh my gosh, we'll have to have him back because how many stories does he have that we didn't even get to? And the content that's clearly going to hit the cutting room floor to, oh. if we're going to do it, get it into one episode. Maybe it's two. Who no, knows? Watch go. for it. The man hauled bags off the bus for a buck to make it money, right? The bus but to that, Wendy's. I tell you, it, it, but it tells you what people that the talk about the passion they have for the job they do. And yeah. if you have that passion when you want, you're in double A baseball. Um, the fact that he still has it, right? Because it'd be easy to go, wow, I've made it. And now I'm like, look at me, I'm national and I'm, I'm recognized as one of the best uh, local guys. Uh, you know, it'd be easy to shut it down. And the fact that he doesn't and he's that quality all the time makes us uh, uh, really a fortunate uh, organization, a fortunate state that that guy, you know, you can turn your radio dial and, or uh, your, your TV and listen to him. And, and with you too, you can listen into these guys um we are we are really really fortunate to have him yeah. and just a great listen and like i said we need to just have maybe a, a ba story hour where we just say here go and you and yeah, i should listen <laughs> well he gets us and obviously we get him we're jacked to have him here on inside wisconsin and all of you get this you guys are onto this with what we're trying to do to bring you the people the stories and the patriotism of america's Dairyland. Make sure to subscribe here on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on TikTok now. Do you have a TikTok, John? Do you, are you on the TikTok? No? Didn't think you were. All right. Also, really appreciate I can't believe sponsors. you asked that question. I, I didn't really answer it. I, you sat there in silence. I knew you didn't have it. Uh, founding partners mean the world to us. We could not do this without their support. So please support them. As always, for John Anderson, my name is Trevor Thomas. Until next time, as you were, Wisconsin, that hat. Look at that hat.
Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, and Festival Foods. Shut up and sit down.